Welcome everyone to the Huntsman Knows How podcast. I'm James Ridgway with Corporate Communications and and we've got a great episode for you today. With the help of our experts, Frank Rodriguez, Regional Marketing Manager, Polyurethane Additives, Performance Products, Latin America Commercial Sales, and Gabor Felber, Senior Global Market Development and Product Manager, Polyurethane Additives, we will look at the fast-changing and demanding world of polyurethane catalyst including how changing emission standards are driving innovation, low hydrofluorolefins, blowing agents, and their role in creating more environmentally friendly polyurethane foam systems. And finally, Huntsman's newest global project that is enabling it all. Let's get into it. Well, thank you, James, for allowing us the opportunity to be here this morning. Um, so I've been in the America's marketing manager role for about three years uh, all has been around the polyurethane additives business, uh, but my Huntsman career has been uh, about 15 years in various roles, including technical sales and marketing. So that's kind of my Huntsman career path. But from, from what we've seen and, and I've seen in the polyurethane industry since the beginning of my career is there is now a, a huge focus on lowering polyurethane foam emissions from volatile organic components or compounds to fogging emissions, to aldehyde emission reduction. Uh, and now just lately, we've seen a, a shift in polyurethane foam systems, specifically for rigid foams, uh, where these new blowing agents, these hydrofluorolefins, uh, which we know in the industry as, as HFO uh, blowing agents, uh, we've developed some molecules there, some catalytic molecules to help the stability of those polyurethane foam systems. Okay, and, and Gabor, you're from uh, what, the other side of the pond? Yep, I'm out from Europe. Okay, and, and so do you have any uh, different perspective? Have you seen, for instance, a difference in, in industry standards in Europe, perhaps uh, the push for green catalysts coming sooner? Obviously, all the emission reductions and having a more environmental-friendly solution out at the market and uh, helping consumers basically to, to get more... Uh, Sustainable products started already a long time ago. In Europe, it started in the, by the automotive industry uh, when uh, they requested to reduce uh, the indoor car emission, for example. Uh, that goes back 15, 20 years already. And then it spread it through furniture bedding market. And now, as Frank explained, the insulation market is also uh, looking into that. And this is... Uh, from different angles, basically. Because one way you look at the emission from the, uh, how do you expose uh, consumers with uh, certain chemicals? And obviously you don't wanna do that. But when you look at the insulation market, we are also looking at with a much broader picture. We wanna limit the emission of certain blowing agents and gases, which is impacting global warming potential with the next generation products getting reduced and contributing to a much bigger picture than just the individual exposures. For the audience listening that that may not have the kind of knowledge base that that you two have, let's get real simple. Hmm? We say polyurethane catalyst. What are we talking about? If you want to put it down in in simple terms, think of it as making a cake. So you have all of these components that make up your batter, your cake batter. And you you put this batter in in a cake mold, you put it in the oven. It's kind of the same concept. So when you make polyurethane foam, you have all of these components, all of these ingredients that make a, a recipe, so to speak. 
one of those ingredients is a catalyst that helps kind of start the whole reaction, the whole polyurethane reaction. Uh, and so when we have, you know, when we, when we sell these products to our customers, they're the chefs, so to speak. So they, they basically make the cake batter, uh, the polyurethane system, uh, and then they inject those into different types of molds, whether it's automotive seating or whether it's a slab for furniture and bedding and mattresses, a door panel. Um, and then there's temperature involved. There's some type of, 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 a, of a temperature, a kick, something that happens, whether the mold is heated or just the reaction to, that takes place with the polyurethane foam, there's a, a, a heat, an exotherm that happens. And so that kind of helps generate that, that reaction and then there's a time period, kind of like when you bake a cake. It's 10 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever the case may be. In polyurethane foam, it's three minutes. It may be less than that, uh, depending on the application. And you get your polyurethane foam, kind of like you get your cake. I gotcha. I'm hearkening back to 10th grade chemistry, and it's uh, coming back to me a little bit. So, Gabor, what would you say is some of the, the added benefit of incorporating low HFO blowing agents in the polyurethane system? They are enabling to our customers to be able to use the HFO blowing agent, incorporating uh, our product together with a blowing agent into the formulation and uh, making a, a superior uh, PU insulation from. Uh, the speed of the spread of this technology is uh, also driven by legislation. Uh, governments are setting uh, limits uh, for the use of the previous generation blowing agents. And then there is also a, a phase out period uh, uh, set, which is depending on countries, but in the coming years in uh, US is uh, 2025, uh, when uh, basically all, all generation blowing agents to get uh, converted to the next generation uh, HFO type technology or to a solution which is uh, not contributing to a global warming potential. Well, and it, it sounds like we have a classic maybe awareness or education challenge that the industry is, is working through. For instance, we have a innovative chemistry that solves a real problem and we're trying to get that message out that we've got something that's a, a game changer. Is that, is that right? That's very true. Um, and to, to add to, to Gabor's comment, um, that that phase out of these traditional blowing agents, it's coming quick. Again, that goes back to the focus that society has, that, are, that are, all these government entities have. Um, so as an example, in the U.S., the, the phase out, not 100%, but at least some of that phase out uh, was in 2030. That has been brought up. So now it's, it's 2025, 100% of the traditional blowing agents need to be phased out at least here in the United States. Every country is very different. Um, Mexico, as another example, their phase-out period was between 2040 and 2050. That's, that's ways away. So they decided, no, we're going to bring that up. So now by 2030, at least 90% of all the formulations that are developed in Mexico need to also be converted over to these uh, low global warming potential blowing agents. So that focus is coming quick, kind of like the Electrical vehicles, we, we, we see a shift there. You know, people now trying to, to move towards EVs. Same concept here. There's, there's a focus. There's, there's now we need to start using these, these environmentally friendly uh, blowing agents. So for us as being a producer, a supplier in this area, we've been focusing 
on, on this project for many years. And so we are very excited that we have a, a molecule that can give our customers a, a benefit in using these, these low global warming potential blowing agents. When we talk about customers, what is, what is the range of industries that we say that these customers are in? No, for us, the customers are really the formulators. So we are really upstream in a value chain. Uh, we are providing component uh, additives, catalysts, uh, to the formulators who are incorporating them into the formulation with, which gets then to the applicators. So we are, I would say, a, a small piece of the pie. But an important piece. But a very important piece of the pie. And then uh, if the whole mix is not coming together in a right way, then you will not have the right product at the end. So the catalysts and additives are really a, a very small volume-wise a contributor uh, to that. But uh, as I said earlier, yeah, enabling the formulators to use the latest generation blowing agents in a formulation, providing them a, a stable formulation, a stable solution, what they can uh, give it to their downstream customers who then uh, go to the construction side and uh, with spray foam technology, for example, spraying the buildings. And to add to, to that, you know, the, uh, the amine catalyst is a very important, critical component in the polyurethane foam uh, formulation. With these new types of blowing agents, traditional amine catalysts are not suitable, so to speak. Uh, and it's just those traditional amine catalysts that are offered out in the industry. doesn't matter who is supplying those catalysts. Uh, so now we have to think of very different type of molecules, kind of think outside of the box, so to speak. So now we have a, we have new tools in our toolbox, um, not just our traditional amine catalyst, our low emission catalyst, but now we, we're looking at the next generation of catalysts in our portfolio. And these are designed more for HFO-based systems because it's not just residential spray foam, but again, going back, it's, it's commercial insulation, it's appliances, so refrigerators and water heaters, and it's other, other consumer products that one would not think of where you would need this type of, of catalytic solution, so to speak. Huntsman has undertaken a project at its Petverdo Hungry site to increase polyurethane catalyst and, and specialty amine production. What impact is this project expected to have on, on the market, Gabor? So, Huntsman being uh, leading the, with innovation, coming out with catalyst solution for all the different markets, uh, as we discussed earlier, uh, supporting the low VOC uh, solution, low smell solution for furniture bedding and automotive. What we've seen that uh, also with the new initiatives like the HFO blowing agent, uh, the demand just uh, outgrowed our capacities and then to be able to serve the customers on a global basis with proper uh, volume of products, uh, with a proper product availability, proper supply chain behind. Uh, we build a business case that uh, we need additional capacity, which is uh, not only capacities, but we are building also capabilities. So. We are not building uh, new capacities for a single product. We are building for technology platforms. We are building it 
for the future, which is uh, allowing us to bring in further innovative products and capable to serve the market, not just in uh, the next year, but also in the next 10 years. So, so this is an investment, not, not just to meet a traditional demand, but there's a new generation, a new technology here, and, and we're able to provide through this investment, uh, some new capabilities through our products for our customers. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so again, going back to, you know, the focus that we all have as a society, there's a push more, they're going to push harder for lowering specifications for all of these emissions uh, in polyurethane foams. If you, if you look at who is pushing this trend for lowering emissions, it's all of these European automakers. It's all of these uh, Asian APAC automakers. All of these players are pushing the envelope to lower those foam emissions. And so this investment will help us create new molecules to meet these stringent, very low emission specifications, so to speak. Then we look at the insulation world. You know, this is, we're just scratching the surface right now with this low global warming potential blowing agent, you know. There's going to be other opportunities out there, other solutions, other other new technologies from our suppliers that that make those other components, those ingredients in that cake better. Uh, and so we need to be on top of that. Uh, we need to make sure that we have the latest molecules that will help that shift in that next generation. So right now we're just scratching the surface, but this investment will really help us develop those new molecules and expand our portfolio. So so beyond this investment in Petfordo Hungary. What else are we doing to expand the portfolio of our solutions? Yeah, so one of the other things that we're working on and really focusing on are additives that go into your polyurethane formulation to help scavenge, so to speak, formaldehyde, acetaldehyde, aldehyde emissions from the polyurethane foam. Uh, this is a very different technology versus our low emission amine catalyst. These additives won't impact that reaction, but what they do is once the polyurethane foam is is made, uh, they go and scavenge, so to speak, any of the aldehyde impurities that are in there that, that'll give you those emissions. So aside from the VOC emissions, the fogging emissions, there's the aldehyde uh, emission piece that uh, a lot of our customers are, are requesting this. And, and this is being spearheaded by APAC. And Europe is, is on board as well. So these, uh, these countries or these parts of the world, these, they're asking for this other type of, of solution aside from lowering the, the VOC and fogging emissions. So that's another area that we're working on and in expanding our product portfolio. So what difference would you say that makes for the end user, for the, for the customer? For, um, for automotive, for the in-cabin interior, it, it's, it's more of a friendly environment for the consumer. The impact on the new car smell is, is now kind of reduced. It really helps meet standards out in the industry that our governments or even our OEMs have kind of set forth. Uh, so our goal is to, to help make that, that indoor cabin uh, a little bit friendlier for, for not only the driver, but all the passengers in the vehicle. So it pushes that needle just a little bit further on the environmentally friendly front. Exactly. Okay. I mean, there is a, a consumer expectation to receive uh, more environmental friendly products but also from the OEMs and from the legislative side, uh, there are limit sets which are getting more stringent and more stringent from day to day. And uh, that's actually driving our innovation and enhancement being always on top of the innovation to come up with new products and uh, helping the customers to meet the 
the string more and more stringent uh, specification needs. Well, that circles back to to what you said earlier that you know there's a desire to meet these standards, and someone's got to help make it possible. It sounds like our chemistry is making it possible. Yeah, yeah. And if it's needed, then uh, like uh, for the solution uh, for the HFO blowing agent, we went really or chemists went back to the drawing board and then designed the molecule. Uh, which will be uh, a new molecule out of the market. So we really start from scratch and then uh, building it up uh, based on the downstream need and uh, at the end making uh, the environment and uh, the consumer life uh, better for the future. Maybe you could talk to me a little bit about how does how does a team of chemists just go back to the drawing board to to just... Here's a new molecule. How's that happen? Yeah, no. So there's a there's a lot of interaction, a lot of communication uh, between the marketing team and the technical group. Uh, we have a great team, um, not only here in the Americas but globally in Europe and, and APEC as well. There's a global communication and interaction uh, with all of all of the individuals in different regions. And we really discuss, you know, what what are the needs in the industry? What are we hearing from customers? That's the other component too. Is that we need to be in front of our customers, talking to them, hearing them out. Now, what are, what are, what do they need? What solutions are they they're looking for Huntsman? And so, uh, our team brings that information back, uh, and then they they start developing the next molecule. Even even within the technical teams throughout the world, they talk to each other as well. Uh, so it's not just the marketing managers driving that technology scope. They're in there talking within each other and trying to figure out okay, what's the next molecule from an engineering standpoint from a scale up, you know, things of that nature. Uh, and so it's not just our scientists talking, it's engineers and it's other people that are very crucial to the whole development of this mo- molecule. So yeah, we have a great team throughout the world that, that are really focusing on that next, again, the next tools that will go into our toolbox. Are, are your teams excited about this? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. E- everybody's very excited about this. No, everyone is very excited and looking forward to get uh, the new capacities, the new capabilities and uh, the flexibility and capability we gain with the new unit is uh, helping to serve the customers better. And our customers are excited as well. The Huntsman brand carries a lot of weight out in the industry. They look at Huntsman for innovation and they're very excited as well for this uh, expansion project, not only because it'll, it'll help us with our current molecules, but they know that the next generation of molecules are, are coming down the pipeline. So it's not, a, just a, it's not just an excitement within the company, uh, but our customers are also excited for the fact that Huntsman is 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 going to be there for them during these times where they need some some solutions, some you know they need product, and so they they know that Huntsman will be there for them. Let, let me ask you both this: What are y'all the most excited about on the horizon? No, so yeah, I've I've been at Huntsman for 15 years, and I've seen so many changes. For me, it's it's bringing out to the market uh, a catalytic solution for these next generation of blowing agents, uh, this molecule that we have. So I'm really excited, really stoked about what the future holds for this business. And I can't wait to see what happens. And, and Gabor, you've been here for a few years. Yes, I am working for Huntsman uh, about 25 years now. And when I started first, that was uh, the first generation of low emission catalyst development for the automotive industry. Now we are through a couple of generations also, the need uh, for this technology is, uh, is broadening and 
we increase our capabilities gradually and uh, with the investment happening now that's the next biggest step going forward and uh, offering basically the future for our customers giving the support uh, as the future needs develop yeah man and we're like we're the dinosaur so to speak now and and from a from a business standpoint that you know I, i i feed off of gabor i learn from him as well and so uh that's one of the things that we also do not just from a innovative standpoint you know developing molecules things like that but we're also developing the human resource so to speak uh you know our our teams because we have so much knowledge we've been around for over what 30 years combined and so we're passing that knowledge to to our team you know people coming into this industry because uh, to be honest when i first started 15 years ago the polyurethane industry was very experienced there was a lot of experienced people and so there was always the the conversation in conference rooms or in conferences of hey when's that next generation of people coming into this industry we need that and so we're seeing that and so now it's it's our duty to to bring them up teach them so that's something that I'm also excited about and I I learned a lot from Gabor and passed that knowledge on to to our our you know our colleagues I've always said customers are great teachers as well they teach you uh, about the actual process of the polyurethane foam so it's 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 a good it's a good uh place to be in right now a part of what you're describing there almost sounds like the essence of legacy how how you build a legacy maintain a legacy how you advance it into the future past that baton exactly. to to uh you know new generations and you know I I don't think any of us think that we're done we've we've done all the innovation that we can do but this conversation is illustrated that that momentum keeps going and it sounds like we're going to keep driving it forward as much as we can now we talk a lot about technologies and capabilities and innovations but who makes all this happen is the people around so it's it's really a teamwork the passion of the people and that's what we seen is there at Huntsman over decades well I want to thank you gentlemen for for joining me today it was a really interesting conversation and I I think our audience certainly benefited from it And we want to invite anyone who's listening if if you have questions or want to know more about what we discussed today, you can send those questions to huntsman knows how at huntsman.com. Thank you. <laughs>